Welcome to the Proudly Imperfect podcast with your host, me, Courtney Wallbank, aka the Grow and Glow Coach, bringing you realness you can relate to, real conversations, real people, and I'm sure there'll be real fuck ups along the way. This is about accepting yourself for the hot, steamy mess you are and embracing your incredible imperfections. Subscribe if you love it, and I hope you like today's episode. Hello, my lovelies, and welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for being here and listening. We have something so, so special in store for us today, and I know you're going to leave with a lot more knowledge about your body, about yourself as a woman, and all of those things. So I met today's guest through my own coach. We were in a mastermind together, and honestly, her work is out of this world She is the queen on feminine energy and approaches is is honestly like nothing I've I've seen before. So I'm excited to learn even about my own body today. We've just been saying before I hit record, like there's some things that I want to get into just for pure selfish vibes. So you are going to learn a lot. Um, She is a mentor, educator and teacher for women's empowerment, I use them all. You, I asked her before we, we come <laughs> on, what would I introduce her as? And she was like, oh God. And then give me all these words. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to use them all. Um, women's empowerment and feminine energy. Please, please, please welcome Gabrielle Joy. Hello. Hello. That was such a nice introduction. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. How are you? You're good. You're excited for the pod? I'm good, thank you. I am, yeah. it's Obviously, it's like half nine here. Um, usually I'd be like unwinding um, at this yeah. time, but I've just I've just done a workshop actually, um, so I'm feeling really like energized from that and just feeling very positive. And yeah, I'm happy to be here. I seen that. How did it go? How did the workshop go? It was so beautiful. Like yeah, it was. I don't even know how to describe it. It felt like such a special space. You know, it was integrating like energy, emotions, and the body um we did a meditation in it as well which I actually created today and I was so proud of it because I don't usually like create meditations and mm. stuff and it's that's quite new to me but oh, it was so beautiful and it just gave me gives me like fuzzies makes me fuzzy oh god it sounded like it went really well for those of you listening by the way yes Gabrielle is from Manchester as well so she come on she's like oh my god your accent is dead strong I was like yeah isn't it weird though I think you sound so much more posher than me <laughs> And I've been I away for five years. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows what it is? Who knows what it is? <laughs> so I always start off kind of the the pod with the story behind the person. So tell everyone exactly what it is you do, what you're about, and how you you got to that point. Because your your approach is like, to me anyway, is like out outside of the box kind of thing. Like it's different and I just wondered like how you got how you got into all of it Mm, that's a that's a tough question I feel like honestly I feel like I'm still learning like myself currently about what it is that I want to do how I want to help people and guide people and honestly I'm just I'm just experimenting I'm an experimenter of life um but I think I've always I've always had this like desire to help people um and I remember I think it was like it was two years ago or so in summer I was in Italy I was like quarantining because it was when they had like those restriction rules and stuff and that's when I came across like coaching and what that is and how you can help people and stuff and I was thinking that sounds like something I don't want to do um but obviously that was you know two years ago and I feel like I've gone on such a journey of how it is that I want to help people 
Mm. Initially, it was all about like confidence and like mindset and stuff but now it's kind of narrowed a little bit well it's not even narrow like <laughs> so it's kind of very broad what it is I guess I'll help people with but at the core of it is very much rooted in self-love and like connecting back with your body mm-hmm. um and you know I think self-love is so powerful and so healing and you know also you spoke about um feminine energy as well earlier that's something that again I started learning about probably like a year and a half ago or so okay. um, but it's not only it's only really the past six months or so that I've really started properly integrating it into my life and you know I've noticed changes and just in how I feel and like all this, this kind of everything to do with feminine empowerment and like connecting back with my cycle and you know I've I've felt how much of a difference it's made me feel and so obviously that's how I want to like help people as well connecting back with their bodies connecting back with their cycle connecting back with their feminine energy and just essentially feeling like a lot more empowered and happy and healthy and strong and beautiful and all those adjectives um in themselves (laughs) okay unreal and you know what like I like how it was one of them things that have just progressed like that's beautiful when something kind of because like you say, you know you, knew, you you wanted to help people and you didn't wait, you took the action and then you've allowed it to to kind of transform and change. And until, you, like you say, in the past six months, you've started to embody these kind of new things, mm. these new practices. So like some people might be listening though and still be a bit confused, right? So for anyone who it is, like she's gonna she'll drop her instagram at the end but basically it's all periods movement vibrators dancing it's just very like i love it it's 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 just it just screams woman right that's why i love it because i only work with women as well so tell everybody a bit who's kind of new to stepping into that feminine and embracing your womanhood let's say what Mm -hmm. what is what is feminine energy how would you kind of describe <laughs> that to, to to listeners? Okay. Um, one thing that I would always say is when it comes to feminine energy and also like, you know, you've got masculine energy yeah. like to go alongside of it. But specifically we talk about feminine energy here. Um the first thing that I always say to people is to forget anything that you think about like feminine, masculine, like societal expectations conditioning around what is like masculine and feminine um and that's because a lot of what might what you might see online described as a feminine energy you know you might think that's very like traditional like regressive like old school especially if you think about how we are in a society now like pushing for you know equality and all that kind of stuff and basically the the feminine energy and masculine energy it comes back to the law of gender which is one of the universal laws and it's basically that there is masculine and feminine energy in, inside of everything like inside of every living thing like not just humans but you know animals and plants and like nature and everything and at the core of it feminine energy is about being and masculine energy is about doing so you know like taking action getting stuff done and things like that and the way that I like to see it is you know being in your feminine is about really just like leaning back softening to your body receiving being in you know like your creative self your intuitive self your compassionate self your nurturing self all this like beautiful like essence that is just so especially as a woman just so nice to be in 
Um, so at its core, yeah, the feminine energy is about being compared mm-hmm. to the doing of the masculine, if that kind of like makes sense. But there's so many other like elements of what it means to like be in your feminine and like kind of adjectives that I would describe it as not just all of them, but just a couple, um, you know, like radiant, compassionate, creative, nurturing, um, open, soft and that's why you know things like the word soft I think some people might again associate it with like the expectations of women you know in like society now which is why I always give that kind of disclaimer like it's not related to that like what the feminine energy is and kind of what it represents is based off of you know ancient cultural and religious traditions and you know archetypes of figures in that like masculine and, and feminine figures in that um and yeah and I think I mean, I could go on a whole ramble about this, but I think in today's society, a lot of women are like abandoning or neglecting or rejecting their feminine essence. And I think part of it is because we've been convinced that, you know, it's not safe to be a woman. It's not safe to be in our femininity. And, you know, the masculine is prioritised in a lot of like, you know, work cultures and work spaces. But it doesn't mean there's not space for your feminine energy. It doesn't mean that your feminine energy isn't valued or anything like that um but also as well it's important to know that like men also have this feminine energy they've got masculine and feminine energy just like we've got masculine and feminine energy um and it's about like having a balance between the two do you think that our senior did a post the other day because i recently and over the last i'd say well like same as you six months i can't i've learned about this stuff and and it's hard within the coaching industry as well to not be so action, 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 do, do, do. Like, I want to reach these goals. I want to get here. Mm-hmm. And then when you just take a step back and allow yourself to just be like, you actually see that you receive a whole lot more. Do you think that it's this hustle culture as well that's like put a barrier up between women be able to, being able to just step into that feminine? Mm, definitely, like 100%. I think as well, even things like you know girl boss culture and like boss Mm. babe like oh boss babe and stuff and I think that can make women you know I guess like fall into that hustle mentality right of feeling like they have to keep pushing and you know the hustle is all about like pushing through to get wherever like wherever you want to get right and that doesn't factor in time for like allowing yourself to like soften back lean back be and receive and I think things as well, like if we think about, you know, I guess kind of like modern feminism and this fight for being in male spaces and being the equivalent to men. Um, and, you know, the idea of being like a strong, independent woman, like I can do everything type yeah. thing. It puts us in that mentality of like continuing to do, do, do. And it doesn't actually allow, it doesn't allow ourselves to actually almost like receive from the masculine, whether it is kind of like men in your life or just, having that like balance between the yin and the yang because the yin is actually the feminine and the yang is representative of the masculine as well um but I definitely do think like the hustle like makes it like difficult for women to like you said feel like they can be in their feminine because it's also focused on the go but um you know it's so important to have the balance between the two and why would you why would you say so why would you say it's so important for women to strive to be in the feminine or you know let's not just say feminine like but like balance it out a little more so it's not just like do 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 in masculine I read this Mm. ages ago and I thought you know what it's so beautifully put it was 
like imagine the the energy so you've got a glass of water and the masculine is the glass that holds up the feminine mm-hmm. and the water yeah. is the feminine without the masculine Literally. the water would be everywhere you would never get anything mm-hmm. Done floating through life yeah out the without the masculine sorry without the feminine, yeah without the feminine i can't remember what it was without the feminine it'd just be well it'd be pointless wouldn't it because it'd be a glass with no water mm. Mm, i love that metaphor and it reminds me of another one of like you know the masculine being the riverbank and the the feminine being the river um so it's yeah. similar kind of like concept the question is like without let's say without that water let's start with the feminine without the feminine what is what is the how can i word this what what is the positives like why should women strive to tap into that feminine why not just have the masculine 24 7 yeah Okay, so like I said before, you know, balance is really important. And in, you know, ancient um, wisdom, so in traditional Chinese medicine understanding, there's a huge emphasis on having a balance between kind of your energies, not just like the masculine and feminine, but like the energies inside of you, essentially because that relates to like your well-being and your health and state of health. And so if we think about like the yin and the yang, you know, the yin's the feminine, the yang's the masculine. So if you're in too much yang, let's say, like, quotation marks I say too much because everyone's balances are completely different you know you might have a yang deficiency in contrast you know if you've got too much quotation marks yang you might have a yin deficiency and that can lead to like health problems so that's from like a health perspective um but also even just you know I'm just gonna take a drink because (laughs) I'm speaking so much I feel like even let's say if you and oh this is another key thing that I forgot to mention um, everyone has a core or leading energy so it's not necessarily linked to like gender although most women will have feminine cores or yeah. leading feminine energy and most men will have leading masculine energy and it's important to like honor that part right and you know I guess I guess lead with it because it's your leading energy and bring the balance of the other one in with you um, and when it comes to let's say you know in terms of your question if a woman is like consistently working in the masculine right and not making time to be and like on her on her honor her feminine you know she's likely going to be experiencing burnout she's likely going to feel rigid and tight in her body she's likely going to you know feel stuck and reach kind of almost like be blocking her creativity because she's not actually allowing that creativity to come through if that makes sense and so it's kind of like a mixture of like I guess physical aspects and you know in terms of like tightness and burnout in your body but also like that kind of lack of creativity and also disconnect from you know your intuition and things like that and when clients kind of come to you in terms of working with this do you see a lot of women who struggle to to step into it like is it a common thing for women in your experience to step into that feminine oh 100 percent. i mean i can't speak i can't admittedly i can't speak from like a lot of clients experience because I, I don't actually currently have that like this is still something that I'm growing yeah. and you know I'm open for in terms of clients and stuff but I 100% see it like not just even in the online coaching space but also like beyond that you know in terms of social media platforms and also just in our everyday lives like I think I think there's such resistance to stepping into that feminine and allowing yourself to step into that because again like I said before, I think there's there's a lot of these 
like misconceptions that oh it's like kind of regressive it's like old school and traditional and stuff like I want to be the strong woman you know especially what we see like I said like with girl boss culture and a lot of things that you might see online that's labeled as feminine empowerment you know I think it actually goes completely against like what the feminine is really about and you know it's funny because I was I was one of those people you know who used to be like I'm a strong independent woman like I don't need a man like I can do everything on my own like the tough girl type thing yeah but now I'm 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 still learning but like I'm definitely kind of um well I've learned it but like I said it's still a progress I'm still something still something I'm learning but I'm learning to actually like appreciate my feminine essence and just allow it and how has that how has that benefited you personally so in that you said in the like last six months you've really like embodied the practices and everything what what different you said and you've seen a change what changes are those I think so first thing obviously you mentioned it earlier like about menstrual cycle and stuff and obviously that's not necessarily like linked to like this is feminine energy but I do think that connecting back with your cycle on that deeper level definitely is still it is still part of like the feminine energy if that makes sense because you know you're connecting you're connecting back to your body and it's wisdom and yeah it's just yeah beautiful thing we'll probably talk about that at some point further down um but that in itself has you know hugely in allowed me to actually I guess connect deeper with my body and recognize certain signals recognize when things are slightly off balance and things are slightly I don't want to say wrong but like yeah they're out of balance type thing yeah and that gives me the permission slip and the ability to actually restore balance and and figure out what is really going on and you know I gave her give an example um last month my yeah so on the third day of my period I, <laughs> I did a solo trip to Rome and it was like a 24-hour solo trip I've seen that and then I came Fucking home that. yeah <laughs> a day. I came home and that following week because it was a lead up to my driving test and the following week I was literally up like every night till 2am 3am watching youtube videos about like mock driving tests and I, I knew it wasn't great you know staying up that late but like what can you do last minute like learning and stuff like that and literally like for that following month like not only did my period arrive late which I can definitely account to the fact that you know I wasn't sleeping well and that was put creating like this stressful effect on my body and hormones but even that month like the only way I can describe it is almost flat. Like I didn't get to experience the the waves and the rise of the hormones of the different phases of the cycle and the beauty of it that comes with different phases. And I deeply believe that was because of how how I was treating myself or how I wasn't really treating myself at the very first start of like my cycle and stuff. Um, and then like you know now after my recently get my period and like where I'm at now, I can. I 100% feel an energy difference yeah. and so that's just like a really simple example of again having that awareness of like what's going on in my body and how I'm feeling and you know I think it can feel quite easy to you know if we're feeling stuck or we're feeling low energy and things like that it can be difficult to almost we try and find answers and we try and like put this pressure on ourselves but I think when you have this knowledge when you have this connection with your body and things like that it's just like oh okay that makes so much sense um so I think that's probably like a big a big thing as it made um, you as it made you love your body more like this connection with your body has it made you fall in love with it a little bit more because that's the one thing like because I used to suffer from really bad 
anxiety about my appearance and then the biggest switch mm-hmm. for me with that was just how fucking unreal our bodies are like our minds are mm. like the thing like the fact that we you know our cycle all of those things like it is unreal what our bodies like are made to do mm. and like my my mm. understanding of that and my kind of realization of that like helped me with my anxiety a lot and it just made me love my body so much more mm. I love that so much I think like for me I feel like I've not I've never really like really 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 struggled with like mm. accepting my parents and stuff like that but I feel like I feel like growing up we, you know you do go through those phases where you're like oh you can't you can't bear to look at yourself in the reflection or the yeah. mirror and stuff um but I like you know I 100% do think that you know building this connection this awareness of my body and this appreciation through especially you know through movement through dance through yeah. moving in front of in front of the mirror like I love to I love to dance naked in front of the mirror just like witnessing my body and just it it really does create this incredible deep sense of love and connection for your body and I think that in itself is so beautiful and so healing and so powerful so 100% and I think like you said as well about the cycle side of things that makes you realize wow like my body is so so powerful and you know even if let's say let's say you are struggling with accepting the you know appearance the external appearance of mm. your body right now to consider like what it does for you you know everything that it does for you the power inside yeah. of it like the fact that you wake up every single day like you can trust that and everything like that like that in itself can help I guess get you there to supporting and appreciating you know your body 100% like even when um I was doing a training the other day on my unchained program it's about emotional regulation but we were talking about the subconscious like the subconscious minds me blows blows my mind <laughs> like it's this <laughs> part of the brain that literally keeps you alive that stores all of this information forever and I just think mm-hmm. like if you if your body can do that like how how is there any room to to not love it do you know what I mean? Like, and th- mm. that, that it was that yeah. realization that was just like, yeah, fuck me. I might have a few pimples. My mm. eyes might look a bit tired, but look at what it does for me mm. every single day. Like yeah. there is absolutely no room to complain about it. You yeah. know what I mean? I love that much. Yeah, I love that so much. And also actually it reminds me of something that I was thinking the other day about how when you realize that there is so much conditioning and programming from such a young age mm. that basically is made to make us pick out our flaws and make us hate ourselves, right? Simply so, you know, we buy, we give into a certain product or we go get surgery or things like that. We, we give money to these external things. When you realize that that's all done to make us essentially, it's like a capitalist like thing, right? Yeah. It is, when you realize that it's just like, wow yeah you know and there's there's no such thing as perfect and whatever you see online like it's just it's not it's not real and I think when you break through these kind of like subconscious and negative beliefs let's say and you like step out of this condition it's just like wow (laughs) wow yeah honestly like that I think that's what happened to me when I had my like aha moment because like I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure if you're sure, but like my coaching journey just came out of nowhere. It would come a bit after I had like hit my like lowest point and I was in the gym and do you know who Charlotte Crosby is off Geordie Shore? 
I've heard the name. Right, yeah. Like, I'm name. not a huge fan of it. Like, I used to watch it when I was bloody a teenager. But I seen something <laughs> on my phone. I don't I don't follow her, so I don't even know how I've seen it. But I'm glad I did because it sparked all this in a weird way. Um, I was in the gym, right? And I was going through, like, a really bad time. And she made a post that about Channel 5 had created this program called What Happened to Your Face. And it was basically just a program about celebrities and how ugly they are and slagging them off. And she said how bad it affected her mental health, right? Mm. And I fucking lost my shit in the gym. Like, I just stopped my workout. I ran all the way home and I just had a breakdown crying because, like, the couple months before that, I had just been, like, suffering from severe anxiety, not told anyone, not told my partner. And I seen that in the gym and I was just like fuck this, run home. And that was my realization to me, like how much we have been conditioned. It wasn't like, obviously it took some exploring and some Mm. like digging deeper, but it just hit me like how much we are actually programmed and conditioned from such an early age by society, by the media. Like you said, like we're, made to think that we're inadequate that we're ugly that we're not beautiful Mm. so we buy these products we get the surgery done and like once you really like open your eyes to that it's like fucking hell shit like it's all money and then Mm -hmm. I kind of had another realization the other day as well I don't know how you think about this so that happened right then everyone's fucked up with anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. then the money's in the medication so they don't they don't work to and I d- I'm not against medication at all I think I've never had it I've always turned it down like I've been to the doctors three times about my mental health and like in the past and every time twice in the UK once here every time they've not asked they've not asked me about me they've just gone how old are you, are you allergic to anything are you like are you are you having suicidal thoughts here's some pills and I've turned them down every time Mm -hmm. now I don't blame the doctors either because I don't think the doctors are fully as trained as they should be but I do believe that that is also a money-making scheme because they're not aiming to get Mm -hmm. to the root cause because they know how much money is in medication so they would never they'd never try and do you agree 100% completely agree with you completely agree there and like you said like I mean I get it sometimes doctors don't have the time to get to the root cause of things which obviously you know is a problem in itself but there is so much that um there is so much it's so much more than just like handing a pill let's say because the pill is only going to numb you I mean again I can't speak from experience um, so it, and I feel like it is can be quite a sensitive topic because you know I don't want to like offend people and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the pill, as with like any kind of pill or whatever, I feel like it just simply covers up the root of yeah. a problem, and that that is not going to solve anything. That's not going to solve anything. It's just going to be like you know a band aid over it. And oftentimes, our bodies will let's say you know you've got like a really bad knee pain and you take you know. Um, painkillers and stuff for it just to kind of like suppress that pain you know over time your body's going to be screaming out to you in different ways that something's not right and it's just going to get worse and worse and the way that I see it is you know these symptoms you're experiencing whether it is like physical or emotional that's a sign that there is something out of balance and it reminds me of what I was talking about in the workshop earlier this evening about kind of like the energy in the body um you know 
the physical symptoms are often an, under, an underlying sign that there is something out of balance. And if we're talking about it on an energetic level, it might be, you know, because of an energy blockage, a block, an energy blockage somewhere within your like energy mm. body. Um, obviously that is quite spiritual. And some people might just be like, what? Like, you know, it's just the knee pain, you know, it's not that deep. But I think it is really important to consider things just beyond, like beyond the physical body, you know, really just like, question what what the knee means to you like in terms of like yeah like in terms of you know the knee's all about like security and kind of like safety and stability like are you feeling a bit unstable in your life right now like what's going I do fully believe in that how like and it's about kind of like when you repress emotion and don't feel emotion as well how Mm -hmm. it gets trapped in the body like I completely I, I believe in that so much but yeah but for people who don't who haven't really heard about that who might be listening what what is that all about so like is it more mm-hmm. you you go through something whether it be trauma or anything and then that gets trapped in the body so just to explain a little bit about mm. that okay well this is perfect because it was literally what I was speaking about in the workshop oh is um, it? so yeah so the 100% I agree what you what you say with the emotions and the trapped emotions can cause cause problems um like actually in traditional Chinese medicine they actually say that trapped emotions and suppressed emotions are one of the like biggest biggest causes of like disease and like ailments and things like that um and I always describe it as disease with the hyphen in between because it just takes away the seriousness of like the word disease and it creates an idea that you can just like you know restore balance and stuff mm. um so with with kind of like that trapped energy that well so back to Chinese medicine right so they the way I like to see emotions as well is emotions are just energy energy emotion emotion mm. right so that energy which is sometimes known as chi in traditional Chinese medicine that life force energy is in you and that wants to be moving around so if you're suppressing these emotions whatever emotions it is that can you know stagnate and that can create these energy blockages and that might arise in certain different different parts of your body right in Chinese medicine different organs relate to different parts like body parts and stuff like that so if you get in stagnation in a certain area you might experience a physical symptom you know somewhere um and so you know you mentioned you mentioned trauma like that in itself can create an energy blockage if it's not dealt with in the sense that, so I was reading a book recently, it was called Waking the Tiger. And it's really interesting because it talks a lot about energy and emotions and kind of healing healing trauma. It's called Waking the Tiger, Healing Trauma. Okay. And the start of it, he talked about, um, he compares animals um, and how they deal with a traumatic situation. So it gives the example of a cheetah chasing a gazelle. And the cheetah is the predator and the gazelle is obviously the prey. And the gazelle is like the one trying to like, you know, it's going through this traumatic situation, like running and running and running, uses all this energy, and then it just collapses on the ground. You know, it might look like it's dead. It it's just kind of in that almost like freeze response, right? Yeah. And then let's say, let's say it's safe, or let's say, you know, the cheat the cheetah does drag the gazelle, you know, somewhere to like eat it and stuff. But let's say there's a moment of safety for that gazelle to run away. The gazelle will get up and shake itself. And then run back, like run to safety. And essentially, what that's doing is the shaking is getting rid of this energy that's kind of all been like kind of built up during a traumatic situation. Right. And okay. that means that they can carry on without almost this traumatic situation affecting them like further down the line. Whereas humans, like we, we're not really 
taught about this kind of energetic side of things and we're not taught about how to deal with a traumatic situation and in the book um it talks about how you can kind of navigate navigate going through a traumatic situation whether either yourself or you know someone else and how you can support it and it talks about there's like um I can't remember the exact steps but it talks about a couple of steps in which you have to go through to enable the fact that there isn't like almost residue and a blockage that kind of like starts building in your in your body if that makes sense um but essentially at its core is about kind of like getting rid of that like emotional like all that emotional energy and stuff and like you know shaking your body is really really powerful way of doing that um but even like in terms of energy stagnation and stuff like obviously we spoke about emotions being one of the biggest causes of you know energy blocks and stuff like that and you know trauma whether it's physical or emotional but even there are so many other things that can cause stagnant energy as well like you know living a sedentary lifestyle and not moving your body enough because obviously the energy wants to flow through you and if you're not if you're not moving you're not getting that energy flowing um you know eating too many unprocessed foods as well can create energy blockages and stagnation because foods also have you know energy like vibrations and stuff like that um you know like think about how you feel when you have like a, a greasy takeaway pizza you know you might feel sluggish and lethargic afterwards it's kind of like sitting on your stomach and you know you're not feeling great not to say you can't have takeaway pizza and stuff you know <laughs> don't restrict yourself but it's just something to kind of like you know can consider and stuff no I think it's really interesting because I don't think a lot of people like realize when they don't link stress to do you know what I mean some of the problems that they're go- going through in their actual body and then if they just took a step back and was like right okay how can I approach this a little bit differently then mm. you know they, they would come up with the solutions I really want to touch on before obviously we wrap things up I want to touch on the cycle because I don't know much mm-hmm. much about this and I'd love to like dive into that so how how do you like on your cycle what are the different fate like I don't even know what the different phases mm-hmm. of my cycle are or anything so I want to get stuck mm-hmm. into this because I really wanted to learn for myself mm-hmm. so I was selfish vibes but yeah explain <laughs> okay um so what so we'll begin with the different phases of the cycle okay. and then I'll go into how I how I honor my period and stuff um so there's four phases of your cycle you've got the menstrual phase and basically there's an author she wrote a book called period power she's called Maisie Hill and she created the idea of the seasons of the different phases of your cycle so she describes men- the menstrual cycle the menstrual no, the menstrual phase as winter and then after your period you've got the follicular phase which is the springtime that's just before you ovulate um so that's known as like that's when your kind of energy's rising your hormone your hormones are rising rising your estrogen's rising you know you're feeling good like you can get out and tackle the world um mm-hmm. and then you've got summer which is ovulation and that's like the shortest part of your cycle and that's obviously when your estrogen's peaking that's when obviously that's that's like peak time for like having a baby and like what well, creating a baby having sex and um that's like the shortest part of the cycle and then after that you've got your luteal phase which is the known as the winter phase and that's when estrogen is dropping and progesterone is rising and progesterone as a hormone is a natural like depressant so that's going to make you feel a lot more like grounded wanting to be inward more maybe like not as sociable and things like that um and that's really a time for kind of deeper inward reflection and just kind of preparing yourself for winter and you know the way I see it as well as like 
each month each month and each cycle is an opportunity to release things like shed things you know because it's an energetic and a physical release in itself um so it's a great way to kind of like do a ritual and maybe like release what's no longer serving you that month or you know anything like that um and I think there's so many lessons as well that we can learn from kind of our like period and just kind of from the month that's gone by and I think I think it's so beautiful um so that's kind of it on a really basic level of the different phases um but yeah so during your your menstrual winter phase that's kind of when your energy is at its lowest and I think it's really important to you know honor that time and make give yourself permission to just say no to everyone and like be a cocoon and you know just be be at home do like loads of self-care things do what makes you feel good um but I think it's really important especially in I mean the thing is it's obviously everyone's different everyone's cycles different the way they experience it the way they have energy is different and you know online they'll talk so much about okay this is what happens in this phase this is what you should be eating in this phase when it comes to cycle syncing but everyone's different and so obviously the stuff I say some people might not really relate to and it's just kind of take take what resonates what and resonates, stuff and, yeah. you know experiment but like so for me what I've noticed is usually like the two days before my period I get like the most kind of irritable and I need to just like shut people off and like prepare that's like me for, right now obviously. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then like usually like day one and two especially day one I really try and have like the evening completely off and just to myself just to have a slow self-care evening to do some journaling and reflection and like movement support you know like my womb space to support my blood flow and things like that um and I think that even even like day two and three you know let's say your energy might be rising more I think it's still really important to still just be a little bit more discerning with where you do put your energy and what you do say yes to because I think if you go out too quickly then you're not going to be able to experience like the benefits of the other parts of your cycle right because you're probably gonna you know this, if you use your, like, your energy is, is day one of your cycle the day of your bleed yeah right see I didn't even know that yeah <laughs> yeah but day one counts as the first day you start bleeding and also another thing which I, you know, only learned over, let's say, the past six months or so, and I think something probably a lot of people don't know, and something we should be taught in schools, right? Um, the period isn't the most important part of the cycle, right? That bleed isn't the most important part. The most important part is ovulation, which happens in the middle of your cycle, because essentially that that shows that you're fertile, that shows that everything's, like, working okay. And, you know, just because you get a bleed, it doesn't necessarily mean that you ovulated either you can kind of you can miss ovulation which is known as having an ovulatory cycle but you can still have a bleed because obviously there's that uterine lining that needs to be like expelled yeah. um from your body so you might you know like if you experience a longer cycle maybe let's say like longer than 35 36 days or so that might be a sign that you've not actually like ovulated and that you know that bleed that you get might not actually be a period um so yeah like ovulation is like the most important part of your cycle um not the actual period so then so you honor you kind of bleed by saying no to everyone or as much as possible taking time for you resetting then how do you honor the other parts of your cycle of my cycle of my cycle um I think kind of just 
can going about my life I think especially actually the words I'm trying to say <laughs> so many thoughts come to me so I'm gonna do it from like say it from like a business perspective right? okay so if it come if it comes um talking about let's say let's say I want to launch like a new offer or something right um I'm not gonna launch something during my winter phase just because like my energy is gonna be a bit low I might not be able to communicate, you know, very well. Um, and let's say, let's say, for example, let's say I've already had some ideas of this offer, right? It's not something that's created from scratch. From scratch. Um, during the follicular phase, you know, when my energy is rising, I might start to feel like more creative, more communicative. So I might, for example, film reels or like do a lot more talking stories on Instagram and like showing up. And then obviously, when I, when I'm ovulating, that's probably when I'm going to feel my most energized so I can do all these things I can maybe maybe I could launch something during that period and then maybe also do a lot of like almost preparation content for when it reaches towards the end of my luteal phase my my, my period my menstrual phase then I can use that content that I've already prepared previously in my cycle and just post it and then just lean back and chill um but in terms of kind of other things like let's say for example exercise as well you know, during my follicular phase and my ovulation phase when my, you know, hormones are rising, that's when I might want to try and hit more PBs or like go faster in running or if you go to the gym, let's say, lift heavier weights and things like that. Um, so they're just like some couple, some like examples that you can kind of use your cycle to, yeah. And I remember you saying, so you don't, you don't use um the pill or anything do you or the coil like is that always been a thing or is that recent she started doing this work that's always been a thing it's just never been something that I've really needed or even kind of considered obviously like I'm 100% each to their own like your body your choice yeah thing and if something works for you especially if it's like on a medical kind of thing if that works for you you know do it I'm not I'm not one to tell you what what not to do and stuff but I do deeply believe there is something so incredible and so powerful of connecting back with your body and your cycle and your natural cyclical nature because I think when for example you are on the birth control pill which obviously is like hormonal like contraceptive what that's doing is it's you know each day you're getting this kind of like consistent daily dose of these synthetic and fake hormones and that's kind of just keeping everything the same right and what that does almost I've said it before on like an Instagram post it almost it can be quite dramatic but basically it can kind of put you on almost an energetic and hormonal cycle as a man because basically men have this 24-hour consistent energetic and hormonal cycle you know when they wake up to walk back towards the end of the day same thing happens every very consistent whereas women especially let's say if we're talking about our cycle right we have the average you know 28 day hormonal and energetic cycle which is going to rise and fall like energy levels are going to rise and fall like you know that's just how it is um and that is also okay and I think that's something that we've also been made to believe isn't okay you know when we've got low energy days and we don't want to do anything it's almost like I need to be productive you know like hustle culture productivity culture all that kind of stuff but I think it's so important to just remind yourself that like no this this is okay um and so yeah like when you take that take the birth control pill and you're getting that consistent just baseline like hormone like synthetic hormones getting you know that that's getting put in put in you you're not able to experience like the ebbs and flows and the rise and falls of the natural like hormonal cycle and what what actually wants to happen right 
I read something the other day or I saw a video or something yesterday of this story about this woman who was with her husband or was with her boyfriend for years and she was on the pill for years. Did you see it? I know what you're going to say. I'm not seeing it, but I know what you're going to say. She was on, like, for years they was together. And she, like, she she obviously, she loved him. She found him attractive. And then she was on the pill. And when she come off the pill, she just didn't find him attractive anymore. (laughs) That is madness. There's so many stories of that. Like, I don't know too much about the scientific kind of side of it and stuff. But I've seen so many stories because of, like, people doing that where they come off the pill and they don't find their partner attractive. And I think it's to do with, like, hormones and pheromones and things like that and how the pill can actually affect it, which it's crazy because we don't know this like we're not taught this and we're not taught about all the other kind of side effects what that can come with the you know the pill when it's like prescribed and stuff it's just doctors will will just give it you and I think you know it's really it can be it's quite harmful like even you know I I know a friend who's been on the pill almost 10 years I think she was given it when she was like I've been on it 12 15 or so yeah like it's crazy and I think it's blocking so much of kind of your, what your body wants. And like I said, you know, absolutely no judgment for people who who take that, like your body, your choice. And I think a lot of the time as well, especially when it's given at such a young age, like there is that lack of education and it's something yeah, that it's just Yeah, it's just the norm, isn't it? It's just, like... it's just the norm. And I think as well, another thing actually, that again, we're not taught, we're not taught that like there's only a small number of days in the month where you can actually get pregnant. And I yeah. think there's this this belief and this expectation that like you need to take the pill, right, to not get pregnant. And I get that it can be a, a beneficial and helpful form of contraception, especially if, you know, you do have irregular cycles and stuff, but it's not it's not what like we've been made to believe it is, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's interesting because like I I agree, but for me, in my head, and obviously this is the way I've been conditioned and in my it, it is in my head, it's a belief that might be limiting. But like, I am just so scared of getting pregnant. But like you said, you can only get pregnant. But I think mm-hmm. that's part of me knowing that I'm, I'll, I'd forget to track. I'd forget to, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm, I'd be yeah. too worried of forgetting where I was in my cycle. Mm-hmm. Be like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So... So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I so agree. I, I do agree. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just one thing I'd say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think some people definitely do like have that same feeling around like maybe forgetting, like tracking and stuff like that. And I think I think I can I can percent agree, especially if let's say you don't want to get pregnant, right? You really, really don't want that. Mm. So you're it's the easiest option. But like, I think sometimes like tracking and being aware of kind of your body and where you're at in your cycle, it doesn't like, it doesn't take long to do if that makes sense. And I think when you do it over like a period of time, it's just like, okay, this, this is natural. Like even obviously, obviously you can use um, period tracker apps for tracking your period. But I always say like to not over rely on that because it doesn't always um, factor in things like stress and changes in um you know, how you how you've been in the month that can potentially affect hormones um so that's why it's important to just be aware of kind of yourself and also like your bodily symptoms but most um specifically when it comes to like um preventing um pregnancy and stuff from like a natural perspective is just being aware of your fertile period and what signs that might be and you know things like that might give it a go but not quite yet I've still got four months <laughs> left. <I'm on. laughs> 
<laughs> but I know I agree. I don't think like to be on something that stops your hormones for 12 years cannot be good for your body. Like, but again, it's just like what this conditioning, isn't it? It's one of them things, but mm. it's something that's in the it's it's not a priority, but it's something that's like in my head mm. that I want to try for sure. Mm. Well, honestly, that I think was... another thing about... oh, I was, I was no, gonna... no, go on, go on. I want it, go on. Um Another thing as well, I feel like a lot of people are prescribed, you know, the pill due to, let's say, things like severe acne. or that's, like, Well, that's why I was. Pain. Originally, that's and why I, I think, mm-hmm. And I think, for example, let's say we're talking about heavy period pains or like severe period pains. Again, I would say, you know, the way I would approach that, I would say, you know, that is typically a sign that there is something imbalanced, like your body's trying to communicate you with, with you through this period pain, like I think that kind of the womb space and you know that experience of our period can be a huge indicator of things obviously you know some people might not um have the time to like you know reflect on that and to kind of like heal it naturally so obviously the pill might be the easiest thing for them 100 percent, you know I support that um but I do think that some people let's say who go on the pill to support like period pain or you know like heavy bleeding and stuff I think they actually they're scared of what will happen after they come off it and like well it's the, the same with skin though as well even get worse mm-hmm. yeah it's the same so thing think... like mm-hmm. i i got given it for my skin and then i remember now i don't care because i've done all this work on myself mm-hmm. but before when i was conscious about my body and the way i looked I, I would lose my shit if i missed the pill like if i missed a month or whatever if i missed and i started flaring up i'd be like oh my god i could chip mm-hmm. myself do you know what i mean so it's scary for people as well who've been on it since 15 because like mm-hmm. my skin was so bad like 10 years later let's say nine years later at the point like i would get anxious about coming off it like i remember when i did my farm work here and i didn't take the pill for three months because well, i was on the farm what was the point and mm. honestly, like my skin flared up so much and I was like, right, that's it. I'm never, never coming off it again. Now it's not because of that. It's because of ease and pregnancy and stuff with Aaron. But mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 true when you've had it that long and you and then you get scared. People get scared of coming off it because they don't know what's going to happen when they come off it. Mm. Mm. 100%. And I think as well, actually, there's also a lack of education. I mean, I don't know too much about kind of like, coming off the pill and like how to support it because obviously your hormones are going to be completely out of whack and you are probably more likely to experience you know post pill like withdrawal like syndrome and stuff and I think that's what it's called but you are probably more likely to experience you know symptoms and stuff after coming off it and that's typically due to hormonal imbalances but also like nutrient deficiencies because obviously the pill can deplete like a lot of nutrients as well but that's something, again, that we're not taught. That's something doctors don't tell you. So, like, women who are coming off the pill, like, they're completely lost being, like, what is going on here? And, like, have to kind of navigate it themselves. Themselves, yeah. Mental. It is mad. Well, honestly, that was insane. I absolutely loved that chat. I do apologise for Me too. the mental middle bit. I am going to probably <laughs> edit that. I do never normally edit stuff out of this podcast because of the name of it and I'm always like yeah messy but that was mental for all the listeners I've got like a 50 kilogram dog here and he was barking his head off so yeah I'll edit that bit out but honestly it's been insane we always close with three questions right 
So rose, a bud and a thorn I want from you. The rose, you would have remembered this from because I got it from the mastermind. I don't know if you remember, Jess did this with us. So the rose is something that you're absolutely buzzing with in life at the minute. Couldn't be going any better. You love it. Your mm-hmm. bud is something that you're currently working on. And then mm-hmm. your thorn is something that screams hot mess, screams proudly imperfect, something that's just a bit fucking <laughs> messy at the minute, and you're just like, right, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, this is oh, okay. So what was the first one? Something that I'm proud of. Yeah, something that you're proud oh, of or obsessed about. with, excited, something that's just yeah. like in life. Oh, okay. I feel like it's gonna be quite a contradictory thing. But anyway, okay. so the rose I'm I'm proud of buzzing with the workshop that I ran just before this call. Also, this call in itself, like the energy inside of it's been great yep. and it's so nice. Um, but also as well, just kind of in the future of where what it is that I'm doing inside my space, like how I'm helping people, all that kind of stuff. Like I'm just excited about what what that's going, where that's going to. Um, which I guess leads to the bud, which is something that I'm currently working on, uh, which I actually announced in the workshop previously. Actually, I can, I can share it here because it's gonna. This is gonna be uploaded afterwards after I share yeah. it and stuff. Um, so basically, I'm gonna be offering one-to-one um movement sessions, which will involve kind of like guided support as well as like intuitive movement afterwards. So it's really combining like energy, emotions, and movement and connecting back with the body. And that's something that I'm really looking forward to because it feels so, so me. And I'm also hoping to like run workshops in person as well, maybe like in schools or businesses. Um, So that's that's stuff that I'm working on. That's exciting. And then um, the hot mess thing. Mm. It's funny because it feels Mm. like the hot mess at the minute, I'm kind of like, in between so many things with like work and job and like just figuring out what it is that I want to do like mm. with my life and with everything <laughs> but also I'm kind of owning it because I'm just like you know what I'm just trusting that it's gonna be okay and um yeah so <laughs> probably that I love that though the fact that you know it's a bit of a, like like you say hot mess at the minute like you're not sure what direction but you know whatever direction it is is gonna come mm. it'll hit you in the face you'll be like oh this is what I'm meant to be doing and that's what you've mm-hmm. done so far, I remember, because mm-hmm. like you said, you got into coaching and you didn't expect it. You didn't know it was going to go in this direction and it mm-hmm. has. So yeah, is that exciting thing exactly. to come? Where can everyone find you? Yeah. Um, people can find me on Instagram at SheBeforce. That's the only thing that I use at the minute. So yeah. And have you got anything? Well, well I guess your movement. What is going on with this little piece of baby hair? Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Where by the time this is out, obviously you're. I reckon you one to one will be on the go. So when does that come out, and how can people get involved? Just via Instagram. Yeah, so that's I'm gonna be launching it to like kind of everyone next week. Um, okay. So literally just like via Instagram, just drop me a message on there. I actually forgot to share another thing, which I'm kind of in in the process of working on. It's kind of been like a long time coming, but we're getting there. Yeah. Um, I actually launched the podcast last year. Um, but I didn't it didn't fully fully kind of like take off but I'm in the process of like rebranding it and like relaunching it which will be soon and that's going to be called the rebellious goddess podcast love and that's going that. to dive into all things like deeper feminine empowerment like taboos periods pleasure sex all that kind of stuff I'm so yeah keep excited an eye out for that, that. Well. yeah I'm very excited for that oh my god buzzing when do you reckon that'll be out 
Um, I'm hoping by before the end of May. Before the okay. end of May. Okay. All right. Amazing. Unreal. So by the time this comes out, it probably be out. So I'll, if it is, I'll tag Ooh. it. I'll tag the podcast in the mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Amazing. Well, thank you everyone for listening and thank you, Gabrielle, for being here. Honestly, it's been an insane, it's been different than my usual conversations, which is why I wanted to get mm-hmm. you off because yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I've learned a lot and I know the listeners will. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>